0: But but, the games are over. But the game never stops. Never never stops. This is college football overtime with
1: Garrett Chapman and Abe Gordon, Kalen DeBoer. He just played in a national championship game. He was twenty-five and three in his two years with the Huskies after taking taking over a team that was four and eight in twenty twenty-one. This move caps a wild ride for Kalen DeBoer, right up to the top of the mountain of college football. He goes from uh, a small Division two school to blue blood and like seven years. It's an incredible one for Kalen DeBoer. I am not fully convinced that he was the first option for Alabama. And we'll get into that here in just a second. I'm sure you have that same thought. Dan Lanning, I think was the, the big fish because you don't have a head coach at a place like Alabama uh, at his age that has that amount of stature and not have a succession plan in place. And I think they thought they did. That guy was Dan Lanning, a guy who came up through that program a guy who really has had success everywhere he's been, and he's done a great job, a great job with Oregon. And I thought that made more sense. He's a more ferocious recruiter that fits the the mold of what they wanted at Alabama. And it's no coincidence that he was the first person that was on that short list to come out and say, I'm staying. It's because that was the first guy that they offered the job. I don't know if he interviewed. I don't know if he actually talked to them. I don't know how much happens there. It all stays behind the scenes. It's all closed doors. So all you have are sources, and sources say different things. But I feel like Dan Lanning was that option. But Kalen DeBoer, he's a great second option. I think he's just as good of a coach. I think he's a a splendid coach. Uh, What he's been able to do at Washington was really pretty impressive. Uh, I like the hire, ultimately. I think the biggest decision, the biggest question mark that remains for me, just culture fit. It's just culture fit. Being in Alabama, the state of Alabama, we just saw what happened with Brian Harson. Now, I think Kalen DeBoer is a much better head coach than than Brian Harson is, but we just saw how the culture fit didn't necessarily click at Auburn, just down the road from Alabama. Do we see that here with Kalen DeBoer? I wonder. Yeah, I mean, you brought
0: up some interesting things. Look, obviously, Dan Lanning was plan A, um, and they had to fall back to Kalen DeBoer, who who I believe is plan B. And I think they're very lucky that plan B worked out because the ledge of where Lanning and Kalen DeBoer are viewed as and, and the next coach they would have had to talk to um, w- would have been a pretty big drop-off. Maybe not in terms of quality or ability, but just in terms of perception. Uh, and so it was important they did get DeBoer there. And and just uh, for those who are like, uh, Caleb DeBoer, where did he come from? Uh, look, he's won at every level. And I think we've seen a number of coaches over a number of seasons at various stops that have proven if you can win low, you can win mid, you can win high. And, and I think teams, big schools are getting a lot more comfortable hiring a guy like that uh who who has done it um we'll we'll get to the washington carousel in a moment i've got a name that's kind of similar that we'll see if that's on uh the list for washington and and what they consider um but yeah this is an important hire look landing made sense right he's got ties to alabama nick saban he's got ties to georgia kirby smart and the sec in general certainly it made sense certainly he's got oregon where they were as a top 10 team this year only two losses to a team that eventually played in the national championship game. Um, so it does make sense. That was going to be uh, the first go at it. But um, Kalen DeBoer is an interesting name. Uh, I, I I, think he, the biggest issue for me with Kalen DeBoer is Nick Saban got the benefit of the doubt on, on a variety of levels. And I don't think Kalen DeBoer is going to get that. And I think specifically one of the aspects of this hire that's going to be interesting is, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I'm going to use the term. It is what it is. Um, Alabama got a lot of hometown gift discounts in the NIL world because it was Nick Saban. Um, I think Georgia gets some of that as well because it's Kirby smart and, and the, you know, there you can go down the other schools that you think probably do get somewhat of a hometown discount. I don't know if that's going to be the case under Kalen DeBoer, at least not initially. So, um, The boosters are going to have to step up to support Alabama and support Kalen DeBoer um, because it's going to be a little bit tougher to to draw what you need to draw there um, at Alabama. But you stepped into a pretty good situation. You've got a quarterback that you probably can win with next year. Uh, some tweaks need to be done and, and all that. You, you got to replace a couple guys, as always, at Alabama uh, on the defensive side of the ball. A couple guys going pro, certainly a couple guys transferring, whatever. But uh, he's got a pretty good base to start with. It's not going to be like a build from nothing, like you mentioned. He went to Washington. They had four wins. Uh, a couple of years before that, they they put up an offer, right? So, um, you, you know, it's not going to be an, an empty cupboard, a bare cupboard for Kalen to board Alabama. And so he's got to get things up and running pretty quickly. But um, I think the heights of the Alabama Crimson Tide are still there. I think they will, mm-hmm. I will expect next year that they are still um, – in the in the twelve team playoff and, and contending again, uh, even without Nick Saban. So, and I don't think I know Saban's not coaching the program. Um, I don't think he's going to be gone from the program as much as some no. people. I think he's going to be incredible. He's moved out of his
1: office. He has moved all. Yeah, and I get that,
0: but but they're, they're, to,
1: he just moved down the
0: down the street to. They're, they're going to build him, him in a, in a, a full time office. De- DeBoer has said, hey, anything Sabin wants from this program, it's an open door for him. I 100%
1: think... access. Was that weird? Yeah,
0: so, Was that weird? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't think so. Um,
1: it, it, I think Saban is there to help. Well, um, this is one of the weirder things, though. You, you just alluded to it, and I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to jump in here real quick mm-hmm. before we move on. So he vowed, quote, 100% access to Saban. Sure. That's fine. I think that's Okay. This is a very similar thing to what we saw. Like like Kentucky did this when uh, when Rupp retired, like a legend. Like they named their arena after him, Rupp Arena. He was a legend. He never moved out of his office. He still was involved in everything on the day to day. And I think that's kind of a. It's dangerous. I think it's dangerous, because at some level, I understand you're 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 breaking away and you're having something that was. You know, it's hard to really encapsulate how important and meaningful Nick Saban was to that program. And maybe this is just for this year. Maybe this is just a, an excuse for him to come back if he wants to, if he misses it, and maybe this is just a nod to everything that he's ever done. But I think they need to be very careful. If Kalen De Kalen DeBoer needs to be allowed to come in here and do what Kalen DeBoer, does.
0: I, I don't. I, I look, that's not going to be an issue. Nick Saban, okay, I, first off, I, I believe not. I mean, I it, it, it's not going to be an issue. I think he's there to help. Uh, I don't think he's going to be criticizing game plans or how guys are used. I, I think he's you there. You never know
1: how somebody's going to react. He's to
0: there him. to meet with recruits and help out with recruiting a little bit still. He's there to communicate with some of the boosters that he's dealt with before that DeBoer is new to. Connection-wise, I think it's a big piece. Having him around that feeling, uh, that aura, uh, I th- but I, I agree with you. The, the game day stuff, the on-the-field stuff is going to be all DeBoer, and I, I have no hesitation saying that. Saban will be able to 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 deal with that professionally um, and not be in the way.
1: Yeah, and the bit number the number one thing the number one thing for Kaylin DeBoer in the next couple of days is roster retention, and we're going to get into that here on the College Football Overtime podcast when we get into our transfer no- transfer portal news and notes a little bit down the line. Uh, so make sure you stick around to to hear some of that. But ultimately, I think this was a great hire. I really like Kalen DeBoer. I think Kalen DeBoer is a hell of a coach. Hell of a coach. Uh, but it's the new era of college football. I think that Nick Saban really retiring. I think this, that he was the last of the old guard, in my opinion. And I think we've officially moved into this new era of college football and whether or not Kirby smarter or, or guys like that take over the mantle. And I, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We still got a, a, a lot of football to play. And I know guys like Jim Harbaugh might have something to say about that. Uh, but again, we have more conversation with that here coming up in just a little bit. Uh, but my last comment on Nick Saban, just in general, because I was sick when uh, the announcement was made, and I, I didn't really have much of an opportunity to say much. Nick Saban to me was college football. That that really was what he was to to me, and it was a. It, it's one of those things when when that announcement is made. You're gonna remember where you were, what you were doing. It's one of those consequential announcements. And he changed what success meant to college football. He did. And you look back at guys like Mark Rick. I grew up a Georgia fan. And I and I think that was that was just what I did. And Mark Rick was my coach. And guys like that would be viewed in a completely different light than they are if Nick Saban did not exist. If Nick Saban stayed at Miami, Nick Saban literally went anywhere else. That is what we would view as success because you, you win nine 10 games, uh, win sugar bowls, uh, win sec titles. That's generally speaking, that's good enough. And those are guys who go to the college football hall of fame. Like Mark Rick is going to the college football hall of fame. But the fact that I mean, Philip Fulmer is another one of those guys. Do we look at Philip Fulmer dif- differently if he doesn't have to run up against Nick Saban at the end of his career? Maybe we do. But Nick Saban changed what success meant at college, in college football. And maybe he polluted it. Maybe he did, he did changed it for the, the worst. But, uh, you know, it, it's just the nature of college football. That's where we are now, and that is because of Nick Saban. He's the most consequential person of the last 40 years in this sport. And I, I'm thrilled that I was able to, to cover him and talk about him right here. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun, a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I look at Nick Saban's legacy a little bit different than than how you're bringing it up. And, and what I mean to say is, um, there are a lot of very good football coaches in the world of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, but but college football for Nick Saban was not just about coaching teams and winning games. He, he, it was very instrumental and important to Saban that he helped young men grow. And, and there are a number of coaches who do that at a high level and maybe don't win as much as Saban. There are a number of coaches who maybe win as much as Saban. Well, not quite as much, but you know what I mean. Um, but maybe don't uh, put the significance and importance of growth and development and maturity uh, upon their team. I, I think there's a great balance for Saban. And you hear the the former players or his, his coaches, assistants, that have talked about the impact he had not on their football careers, but on their lives. And that's a very big difference to, to note is this wasn't just a guy who, who made them uh, a different type of player. He made mm-hmm. these, the these, whether it's again, his assistant coaches or the players that he coach, he made them different as men, as people. Um, and, and I think that's important to when you look back at the legacy of Saban, the sheer number of people that he's helped over the course of, as you mentioned it, 30, 40 years, Um, not, not every good coach in college football can say that. Yeah. Uh, I think Saban proudly can, I think it's an important, um, aspect and I think it does kind of, um, change how you view the legacy. Um, it it wasn't just, um, yeah, he could win, but he was an a-hole. He was mean, he had a bottom line and that's all that mattered. No, I, I, despite the winning, despite the championships, I do think something mattered more to Saban Mm -hmm. than winning at all costs. Um, and that's how he helped other humans. And I think that's important to note. Um, it's just, if you're looking, if you need a separator, um, that, that, that's the special part of Nick Saban to me.
1: I actually, I I love that. I completely agree. I mean, he's, he's, he's the most consequential coach. Uh, he changed what it meant to, to, to be a coach in college football. And and he was, he was a, there's a reason he's the goat. Like, you know, it's. There's a very good reason that he has that mantle. And it's going to be one that that's not going to be challenged, I think, for a very long time, if ever. Um, I mean, he won at the highest level. He developed at the highest level. He recruited at the highest level. He did everything the right way. And I'm just, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to believe it's over because he was, he was college football to me.